Welcome to Crowdsourcing the Revolution. I'm Amanda Rice. We're going to start today's show with a song by Leonard Cohen. I'm just getting us started here with a song by Leonard Cohen, Democracy, while we wait for a few more people to arrive. I hope you enjoy the music, and uh, we will get started if you want to call in. I'm going to be welcoming everybody to join. To the shores of evil, as the reefs of greed, through the smiles of Here they got the range and the 
share button at the top of the screen if you hit it it will show you the people that you're following or following you and you can invite them to join us just an idea there's nothing happening yet Good afternoon. I'm Amanda. Welcome, Karen, Lisa. Um, we're here today because I think the reason I started this room is to talk about how we as individual citizens can find a bigger voice to speak to power and maybe start to grab some of the power back that belongs to us as a democracy. One of the ways we do that, if we look at the way the system's currently set up, the people who have a voice are the ones who can afford lobbyists. The workers who have better jobs and better pay and better benefits are the ones who have unions. The political parties may have initially formed to represent 
their constituencies, but their constituency is no longer the people, it doesn't seem. And the Democratic Party, when they run for office, they run to keep power in the hands of Democrats and not, and then they don't do anything with that power to meet the needs of the people. So, there's a few different ways to organize in, in order to have a bigger voice. I am going to slip my headphone on because there is now a working person outside my window with a machinery that's making lots of noise. Please hold on. <laughs> All right, can I get a thumbs up if you can hear me? Yay, I like a heart even better, thank you. Karen. Please unmute yourself. I did. Oh, wait. Hello. Yeah, you can hear me now. Hello. Yes. Yeah, my emoji <laughs> is always stuck on the heart, and rather than trying to, like, update it all the time, I just leave it at the heart. <laughs> I like I, I like it. It's good. It's, it's good. a good one. Yeah. It's good. Hi, Derek. Today. Welcome. Oh, good. Other people. <laughs> Karen, what are you, what's on your mind? Uh, well, um, I like the whole idea of what you're selling. I like the idea of having lobbyists for humans. I have um, lots of different thoughts about how such a thing could occur. I am curious, though. Do you know what? I started thinking today about this, and I it would be interesting to know or to get your thoughts or other people's thoughts on how this is different from existing organizations like the, the DSA. So if you were to say, okay, let's start a lobby, you know, for American voters. And as a group, we advocate for these main uh, policies. And as a group, we endorse certain candidates and that kind of thing. I would be curious to know, how does it, dis how would you distinguish this from like the DSA? or um, Socialist Alternative, or, you know, in the past you've talked about the League of Women Voters. Like, it would be interesting to know, like, what are your thoughts about, if you were to try something like this, something new, how is it different from what already exists? And I think that would be an interesting thing to discuss. So, I, I, I agree. And and one of the things with, with some of these, like the DSA is a is a party, right? It's a political party. And I, I don't think that that's what I'm talking about. I think I'm more talking about um, trying to build it, some sort of infrastructure for organizing when there is something that needs attention. Like, because we can't, um, it's, there's on the national level to get attention at the national level is it, it requires you to already have a platform or an organization that people can like put their energy and or money or whatever other resources into to get the impact that they're trying to get to. And, and I think that it's, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that, that we, be an organization that runs candidates 
but rather kind of, and, and again, this is all still super early days and I'm not married to any of these ideas. It's just kind of what's been percolating in my brain after listening to so many different things over the years and experiencing so much direct experience, you know, being an elected official and stuff that, that they're, they're, the regular citizen who's not a party loyalist to either of the two main parties doesn't really feel like they have a voice and, and it doesn't feel like we can even get traction unless like if I could, if I could afford to hire away the best lobbyists from the lobbying firms and have them go in and talk for on behalf of citizens, would that be, would that make a difference? And the only way to do that is to get a bunch of money together and the way to do that is to get people together, and then you have to figure out what it is you want to advocate for. So having an infrastructure that allows that to happen, which parties do do that, because you would want to have chapters, I imagine. Again, super early days, and just my thought about how do we make it better, more accountable for elected officials and easier for local, for, for regular people to interact with the their the powerful, I like in a democracy about chapters because that's kind of what I that's what I envision. Like, if you were to come up with a the core organization, you know, like you have a name, and then you have like some common um, uh, uh, you know core values or core policies or whatever that are like agreed upon by whoever ends up becoming part of this, then to me, like, I like the idea of having this core place people can go to and then, you know, a button on a website that says start a chapter and, and then like a toolkit and then resources for people to take that thing that's national and then bring it to their local, um, their local, uh, 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 obviously locality. <laughs> I don't know if you've yeah, ever had this experience. Like, I, I did know, a little like bit. I, well, but my experience in the past, though, is like I've looked for something to join. You know, like I went to the, you know, the People's Campaign website and then I was looking for, you know, is there a local chapter in my state? And OK, there was a link in a Google form and I filled it out and nobody ever got back to me. And there have been a handful of other groups like that. Like the Green Party in my state has a really old website that looks like it was built in 2003. Like it looks like a church website from 2003. <laughs> and um, like it doesn't look as if anybody's like, th there's a place where you can ask to volunteer. And then there's like a feed on that site that shows these people who tried to volunteer five months ago, a year ago. And there's no reply back. Mm. And I'm like, do they exist? Like, is there an actual group doing something? And I go to their, like, the, the Green Party, my local Green Party's Facebook page, and there's somebody, like, posting memes, but I don't see anything about organization. So that's what I always get frustrated about when I, I go to these, I think, I want to help somebody. And I go to these national groups, look for something going on in my state, I fill out a Google form, Nobody ever comes back to me and says, yes, we want you <laughs> or, or this is how mm -hmm. we start. <laughs> right, right. And to me, whatever you want to create, it just feels like all you need is somebody like minding the store at the very least, you know, infrastructure, 
that makes it easy for any person in any geographical region in this country to say, I really care, I want to try this, fill something out, and then somebody actually provides them resources. You know, whether it is, okay, you want access to a lobbyist in your state, these are the things you need to do, and then, right. you know, we will provide you with a lobbyist to go lobby for something, or... Those are my. Those are some of my thoughts, anyway. That I I like if you if if you're able to do this, I like the idea of enabling people to create chapters, and then to me, you seem like a person who can keep the follow through going. Whereas a lot of other organizations, I just <laughs> I was like, I want to help somebody. I just am looking for a leader. <laughs> yep. And nobody's there's minding, a lot of nobody's there's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's been that's been yeah. So, so I do have one experience, but it wasn't an on. It wasn't so much as for an ongoing movement as for a, a single event. Um, in two thousand nine, um, 350.org, God, three fifty. That was so long ago. Three uh, fifty dot org did a, a a movement of of actions across the planet on October 9th. 2009, which was right before the, um, the, um, the IPCC, the, the, co- the conference on climate change was going to happen in Copenhagen. And they wanted to have all of these demonstrations all over the world. And they had people. So I, I organized an event in my community. And when I signed up, my little pin went on the map and I got a, a, you know, a series of, of emails that included, you know, the logos to, to re to reproduce and, and, you know, some ideas of what people were doing. And it didn't really connect me to any of the other organizers directly, which would have been kind of nice. I don't know how much it, it would have been nice, especially if it, for an ongoing thing, if it connected me to organizers in other communities, but as a single time event. And then what they did at the end of the event is they asked everybody to take pictures and then send their pictures into 350.org so they could post them all. And that was kind of an amazing thing. It didn't clearly didn't really make that much of a dent, but <laughs> since we're now at something over 400, I think, but, but, but there, they gave, that was already built in and they had people that were like, if you've got technical questions about this, or if you need more research on climate, or if you need, they had specific people that were designated contacts for specific issues that would be related to the event or whatever. So, so I have experience with once with a one-time event situation like that. And I think there was also, it wasn't anonymous, but back in the days of Occupy, there were, there were some organizations that popped up and, and, and created these kind of turnkey build your own little grassroots organization kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Hi, July. Welcome. Karen. Yeah, anybody feel free to pop in. I would just <laughs> I just popped into the queue just to um, So I didn't have to talk to myself. Say hello. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you and I have been kind of talking about this of of how do we So there's some this is kind of why um I'm I'm kind of hoping we're going to keep the show kind of short 
today. Umit, welcome. We're going to keep the show kind of short because I don't like to go more than an hour because I want to be able to have people feel like they can go back and listen to them later mm-hmm. um, and without having to commit to like a four-hour period of time. But but there's there's the little little seeds of ideas about how do we as as American people make it make a change. dad right now good timing dad sorry martin welcome (laughs) so um um so so how do we as individuals instead of being subject to parties who are just focused on keeping power without doing anything with it how do we become enough of a voice to make a difference so that when the green party or some other party comes forward with a really good candidate they can come to a group of people who are not affiliated with a party, but they are affiliated with this organization and, and, and ask for our votes and we can make a, di- you know, it's building that coalition of, and how do we do that? Is that a union? Is that a, is that, you know, how do we accomplish that? Yeah. Well, Derek's in the queue, so I'm going to bow out for now, Derek. but I'll pop back in if I have to. <laughs> Thank you. Please. What do you have on your mind today, Derek? Uh, well, first of all, I wanted to apologize for not carrying out, you know, what I what I told you I would carry out uh, as far as getting mad at people. Uh, like somebody, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even I couldn't even I couldn't even go 24 hours within like an hour of saying that somebody showed up and was uh, adamant about how trans people and, and gay people. Uh, were possessed by demons and they needed to be fixed. And oh my! I, I started out trying, Amanda, I, but I failed anyway. So I I did say that we need all all types, and there are times when when my style is not the style that's most effective. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm it was not meant as a criticism. It, it was more just a mm. noticing. Still, still. Uh, what else do you have on your mind, sir? I said I was going to try, and I didn't. I didn't get very far. That's all. Um, well, uh, I just tuned in. I don't know what, uh, how far you guys have gone into this so far. Um, even after I tuned in, I was still trying to like grab a soda, and yeah, make sure not my much at all. Juice. Okay. Um, yeah, not but- much at all. And the, and the, the concepts are even still at the formation stage. So you're early, early okay. days. Okay. Um, well, not too long ago, I, I would say like within the last week at some point, a uh, week and a half maybe, I, I thought, if I remember right, I thought you were talking about at some point um, how you had already come up with uh, a nationwide uh, list of third-party candidates in specific districts and specific races, all of that, all over the country. Um, I, I don't remember if you talked at length about that, but, but does that ring a bell? Yes. Did you actually come up with them? Did you find that somewhere? Yes. I, I, put, I compiled from the different secretaries of state of all the different states the candidates, um, and it's in a Google, uh, Google, uh, Google spreadsheet, um, online. 
And I think I said that I was going to post the link to it, which I haven't done again. But it's if you go to my first um, show for crowdsourcing, the link is there. It um, It is all of the candidates in all of the states where I could determine what was happening. And there's like still 20 states with primary races to go before the November race. So those candidates aren't necessarily determined yet. So it isn't okay. just so the third when, parties. It's all the candidates, which which includes the third parties. Okay. But it, it's a uh, throw. It's all 50 states. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and yeah. this was compiled yeah. by you. It wasn't like you yeah. had, you went somewhere and then you, okay. That's yeah, amazing. I, I, amazing. I started at Wikipedia and then I had to go to multiple different sites to put it together. That's why I like put it up as a public document because heaven's sakes, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, at the time when you were talking about that, I recognized how big of a deal that should be. Um, but I, you know, I wasn't dismissing it, but I did kind of put off the idea of looking into it. I don't know. I had other shit going on. Um, but this is the, maybe the most important, you know, uh, information that we need to have out there right now, I think for, especially for the, the, the kind of alliance down the road that I want, that I think is necessary where all kinds of leftists and independents and, and libertarians get on the same page in, in recognizing that we need to replace Democrats and Republicans. Um, you know, I think like mutual respect could be, uh, an advantage in that process where we recognize that and, you know, I, like that information on its own that you compiled sounds like we really need to pump that out there everywhere we can. Um, but I would, I would suggest, uh, to, to sort of help that process, um, like come up with a sort of a, a statement that is a comprehensive kind of recognition that embraces uh, just, just really simple kind of understandings about, you know, corruption and the nature of these two parties, what they're doing. Something that a lot of people could get on board with, you know, a Green Party person or a Libertarian would recognize mm -hmm. that statement being relevant to them, something that they would agree with. So like um, a horoscope, kind of. A newspaper horoscope, kind of. Big enough, but specific enough that people can read what they want in it. Uh, I don't know to maybe, what we're trying to do. Maybe you're coming up with like a more advanced kind of version of what I'm picturing. But I, I guess okay. like, I'd think more in terms of like a really simple ass mission statement. But, uh, you know, I don't have a developed idea in my head. Uh, I feel like I could come up with something relatively decent in a short period of time. Um, but I something like that, I'd want to bounce off a lot of people, uh, you know, first crowdsourcing the democracy that's us kind of that's kind of the point and i i would i would like to have your input uh based just on the the minutes of of conversation that i've listened in on that you've had on other shows and and i yeah. including all, everybody else who i've invited i i also appreciate your your point of view and and even where we don't agree i appreciate the way that people are looking at things with an open mind and being curious and, and wanting to do things better. So I appreciate that as well. As well. well, to be honest, uh, there was one point where uh, I think it seemed like we were disagreeing, but we weren't 
disagreeing. I was just annoyed that somebody else came along and interrupted the perfectly good conversation we were about to have, I thought. And they've done it before, so it was extra annoying to me. So I hope you didn't think I was annoyed with you over that. You know, I at this moment, it doesn't matter. It already happened and it's done, right? I was thinking, so I was, so last night I was, um, I was, I'm just, just as a little side note here, because when I turned the page, if we were to do a part, a political party, I think it should be called the X party. Like, you know, there's always a, there's always a beta version of software or whatever. So, so in place of where there's an actual name, you just put X, but it could be the X Democrat party, the X GOP party, the ecstatic party, the Gen X party. I mean, the X party is a good way to go. I just want to go to a party, I think. Back to you, yeah, Derek. Are, are you talking about establish, establishing a brand new party? Or I was just... Kind of like a brand yeah. that you could use for candidates? I, I, don't, I don't know. It was an idea that popped into my little stoned head. That's all. <laughs> all right, cool. I'll let somebody else talk. Thanks. Hey, Der- hey, Derek, when when you think about about ways to to make an impact on the on um, how things are going right now, because I think you and I have similar ways of seeing that this is this democracy is not really working for most of the people in it. Do you have ideas about how we might change that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and. You know, it's it's kind of frustrating that, uh, uh, you, you know, as an as an independent, um, I, I think I have some valuable insights just because I'm an independent that's willing to even engage in conversation with leftists. Um, you know, you know, you know this uh, space, this sort of broad kind of, uh, I don't know, idea of leftism that self-proclaimed leftists have. Um, you know, a lot of them recognize that things need to change, even with them. Uh, but there's there's very very little kind of you know ideas that go beyond their realm. They're I mean, everybody's in a bubble, so I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but you know, I would say the bubble is not quite as thick. If you're an independent, you're able to see out outside of your bubble a little more clearly, at least um, as far as how how things are going to shake out with other segments of the population. Um, I don't know how to put some of this stuff, so bear with me. But I, as an independent, I also recognize that, uh, you know, along with this sort of alliance that I think really needs to happen uh, between independents and uh, a whole bunch of leftists and a whole bunch of libertarians, um, Aside, uh, aside from that recognition, there, you know, there needs to be uh, mutual respect that's that's uh, nurtured along the way. You know, like like in leftist circles, I'm not seeing people bring in a wide variety of people. You know what I mean? Which is necessary. Mm-hmm. You, you have to have a conveyor belt of people that you're bringing mm-hmm. in to convince. You know, like I've I've learned all kinds of things just because uh, I'm consistently communicating with people with a very different perspective, you know, and different experiences and uh, different academic references, that sort of thing. Um, But it's been, it's been very frustrating um, 
to push what I think are ideas that are uh, not only good, but maybe necessary to get anywhere for leftists, you know, and ha to have leftists just dismiss it or yawn or, you know, like, uh, like some of this stuff is going to require work and thought yeah. and the tendency for people uh, from every side to not want to hear it. I get that, you know, like, what? why don't you just, it feels like they oftentimes, even when they're being polite, they're kind of saying, why don't you just talk about the shit that makes us all comfortable and stop being annoying? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. I'm trying to help you people. You know what I mean? Like how many independents are in this space, first of all, you know, and, and, and then I start to feel like, oh, okay. So we haven't learned the lessons that we've needed to learn for a long time. Have we, you know, like to me, I assume every day, every leftist should have learned the, 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 the lessons of how the Democrats treat them, you know, and that seems to be lost on them. Like, don't dismiss leftists if you want a Democrat to win, right. Right. but they do. You but, know what I mean? But you know how, like, it's way easier to see a bad relationship into other people than it is to see your own bad relationship because you're in sure. it, right? So it's harder to... So I think that's part of what's going on that you're recognizing because you're outside of the, it's way easier for you to see you've got a different angle on it. And, and there's, as I have said a couple of times, there are finally Democrats that are, that are, have been Democrats for a long time who are finally leaving the party because they just finally got it. And it seems to people like you and I and other folks that have been, more cognizant of some of the BS happening. It seems like mm -hmm. finally they're getting here. But, you know, there's a lot of people that, that this is like the first time they've ever even heard some of this stuff. So it's going to take them a little time to catch up. And it just, it sucks to be ahead of the curve, but you just have to admit that you're smarter than everyone else. And then well, I, they'll catch up I don't eventually. Know if it's that. Yeah, I, they I, will catch you know, I think up. It's frustrating though. I'm tongue in cheek. Some of that, you know. No, I know. Like some, some of it, it is like that. It really is, and you're right. But a lot of it is legitimate differences of uh, opinion on where things need to go. Like the the right the RBN uh, Nick Cruz crew. Uh, I have mm -hmm. nothing but respect for these people. Like that maybe is that's some of the most frustrating uh, aspects of of the left to me is that the people that that really do mentally separate themselves from both political parties in a way that's real and not like mm -hmm. kind of just trying to get street cred among leftists by spouting off all right. the time. Uh, the people that are legit all the way in with separation from these parties, they often, you know, don't want to hear about any kind of further political uh, organi organizing at all when it comes to hitting the voting booth and, and, to me, that's frustrating because, I mean, you know, if you want to, like, they're usually agreeing with me on all kinds of issues, mm -hmm. sometimes every issue. And then they have no interest in that. Well, from my perspective, they're, mm -hmm. they're pushing away the idea that remaining involved uh, is where you get more exposure to these ideas and where you argue on the battlefield and you win those debates and you convert people and, you know, and I don't mean, mean mean to be disrespectful to a lot of these people. I consider them allies, but 
you know, I, I do hear a tendency like out there. I see a tendency of people to just kind of push away the, these potentially new ideas, push away the thought process itself right. of trying to create something new or looking at outside of the box, you know, uh, thinking it in new ways because it's more comfortable for so many of them, those people that consider themselves to be like revolutionaries um, to just, you, you know, not want to argue amongst each other maybe about what route to take and then just kind of skip over that whole process because it's messy and just say revolutionary a lot and then talk about community gardens and helping people, which I'm not making fun of. We need that right. stuff too, no. but I don't, I don't think it's wise to abandon the voting booth, I guess. I don't want to go into I, it too I, much. I also, no, no, I, no, I don't think it's too, I don't think it's too much. And I think, I think there's, there's what I was hearing when you were talking besides your words and meanings is, is that there's, there's two different types of things going on. And, and there's some people that are like, I'm tired of just talking about it. Can we just do something already? Because we know something needs to be done. Can we just do it already? But nobody really knows what to do because, and this is the thing that I've noticed a lot, there's no vision for what does the country look like if progressives are in charge. What's my life look like? How does this change things? Because there's so much complication involved that it, that's not an easy question to just answer. But if you don't give people an idea of what's going to be different in their lives, there's no reason for them to like really look into, dig into your policies if, if, it's, if it's not really going to make any difference to them it is one of the things. I, I also yeah. can appreciate when, you, when you're entering a discussion where you want to have new ideas come in, you have to enter the room open and curious in your mind. But when you're trying to have a conversation about something specific, your mind need isn't isn't needing to be open. So you're not as open to accepting ideas, not defending sure. anyone or anything. I'm just saying this as a t right. as a former educator. It's just one of the things that I see. Yeah, yeah. I I, I notice you know when you do come up with uh, new ideas, and this this will be like you're saying relevant to everyone from every background and you know it's like a basic kind of psychology thing i guess um when you offer a new idea whether it's cognitive dissonance or some combination of things um the, the critical thinking skills uh seem to all focus on the negative and i i think maybe because critical is in that term um people think that's what they're supposed to do but critical thinking uh, when it comes to new ideas, especially with so many people that need new ideas, critical thinking should really, really be focused at least as much, if not more, on trying to find whatever good there is in a new idea, you know? And I see the opposite of that happening um, and with smart people, very, very smart people, smarter people than me, you know? So I so think a lot of people fail to recognize like... that. Sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Sorry to interrupt. I, so no, just going so. back to my question um, about, about so, so one of the things we need to be doing is having conversations so we get used to the fact that not everybody is already on board. And, and, and we, have to, we have to, the people who are already up to speed, we have to try and, we have to try and not lose them because we're trying to catch everybody up. 
which that's just a huge project. So how do we get folks that are into it organized so that people who want to be able to plug in, like how Karen was saying, people who want to be able to do something and plug into something can. If, so that I don't have to, when, when it comes down to voting, I don't have to go, ugh, I'm going to vote for the Democrat because I don't know if these other people or a school board, nonpartisan races. How do I know who to vote for in those, in those races? There only needs to be one person in each, of, each community who's going who's gonna to write up, who, here's the candidates, here's their positions. Well, the newspapers used to do that. They don't really do that as much anymore. And how do we, because, because federal elections are still run at the state level, so every state is different, doing something nationally has to be just like a skeleton to build on because every community in every state that's going to be different is, every, is going to be different. So, I mean, re, in terms of resources or ways of connecting, that's kind of, kind of figuring out how do we marry at least this is kind of my thought, is how do we marry resources and the people into networks that can be helpful for, for whatever reason that we need, whether it's because it's a mutual aid situation because there's been a disaster or because, because we need to get Matthew Ho onto the ballot in, in North Carolina. Right. Um, well, uh, what was I going to say? Um, it's going to be good, Amanda. I'm telling you. Hold on. Give me a second. I'm one of those slow kids that you probably needed to deal with. Um, well, first of all, um, you know, like the, the information that you compiled on your own, uh, I think it would be incredible to uh, include in that information uh, statements from or the platform from every single one of the third party candidates that are in, you know, in that information, um, something from them directly or their campaign. I, I don't know, you know, uh, but something that's very, very specific to their campaign. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, I like the mission statement I was referring to, I guess I, I would extend that to more of a, a platform that would be more of a universal platform that would bring in you know a convincing sort of overall argument for you know a, a, a large variety of people that are willing to vote for third-party candidates or in, independent candidates as well obviously um to rally behind and mm -hmm. you know because i mean leftists could share this information all day and night and they'd mostly be reaching other leftists but you get a bunch of independents and libertarians to share that because it, it's relevant to them. They feel like they can re uh, rally behind that. They've got their libertarian Then all of a sudden it spreads like wild. You know what I mean? I see. So by contacting the third party, libertarian, green, whatever party they are, to get their input for this information thing that that I'm building that also raises right. the profile that they have and what they will mention it that's like an automatic built-in and they tell two people and they tell two people right is that what you're saying well yeah I mean independents and libertarians are very politically active all over the country right. and and 
they're, you know, they're represented uh, outside of, I mean, you know, you know, it's not like every leftist is from the big cities and the suburbs around those cities, but there's probably a higher concentration. I think it's reasonable to assume that. Uh, whereas independents and libertarians are goddamn everywhere. Uh, so the information would spread even faster, you know, just because of that. You cover so, more area in territory. So how do, so then this, cause this is the thing that I think also, um, is right. I see right on the, the crest of one of Brianna Joy Gray's ideas about, about building coalition is like it, how do, I mean, independence by Nate, by the very definition are independent, right? Mm-hmm. So how right. do, how there's no real center, like I can send something to the head of the green party and request that their board or whatever process they have to disseminate it to greens. But how do I do that with like, how do I get the, is that just by, by candidate by candidate is kind of what you're saying. And then we bring in those communities where candidates are running independent. Yeah. I, I mean, I assume so. You just have to hunt them down. Uh, even the the best funded, the most funded uh, independent probably doesn't have more than one person that's helping them right. with speeches or campaigning, you know? So um, yeah, but I, I don't think, that might sound like, oh, my God, all over the country. But I don't think there are that many independent candidates at the, at the you know, the local level uh, or state level that would, you know, I don't think it would require that much work. And if they were serious about trying to win, I would think that they'd be very excited about the idea of reaching right. just about anyone. So, you know. So, so, so very briefly, I did reach out to a couple of candidates when I first had this idea about disrupting the election, a couple of candidates in the Washington state primary, uh, Washington state nonpartisan primary. And, and I only heard back from one of them and, and true to form, he, it was, it was a guy who, I don't know if he was independent or independent libertarian leaning or libertarian, I can't remember, but he's the only one who responded to my, to my request. I mean, he said no, but he responded. The other ones I got, it was like crickets. So, so that's, and, 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 and trying to remember that for that not happening when somebody reaches out to an organization that I would like to see happen for people to get help for. I mean, why is it, why is it the case that if I'm being kicked out of my house and foreclosed on that I can't afford a lawyer cause I couldn't pay my mortgage. So I, of course I don't have money for a lawyer to protect myself, but <laughs> yeah, I don't get yeah. a lawyer assigned to me because for some reason, if it's not criminal, it's not, important for me to have legal representation i mean it there's or if if my city council does something illegal against the law the only way to 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 force accountability if you don't have a cooperative da is to as a citizen sue them in court well i don't have money to go hire a lawyer to sue my city council person who did something illegal on behalf of the city that's screwed up They've got all the money in the world. They've got all my money in the world to hire lawyers to fight me, right? So that how yeah, can we mean, how yeah. can we pool the various smart, resourceful, creative people to help each other? Because that's what a community does, right? What I'm thinking is that, that 
the ideas that, that we need to put forth really need to center around the information that you have compiled. Um, I'm thinking that's the, that's the meat of what needs to happen. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a lazy person who's not interested in doing the work that you did. That work needs to be done if you did it. And if you're confident, um, in that information, then, then, then we can work from there. That's the core. That's the foundation, you know, like then it becomes strategy and marketing, you know, like, like all kinds of third party candidates. I think the, the ones that, you know, are, are interested in that I would think would be interested at least in sort of this idea that you'd have to sell it. And part of selling it is, uh, not just, uh, to the, the voters or the people that are interested in voting third party or independent, but you know, the actual candidates themselves sell it, sell the idea to them and talk about how, well, this is, you know, this is more exposure for your campaign because this is embraced by so many people that are going to be sharing this. And there's this, uh, you know, mission statement or platform that is uh, universally recognized by all of these people to be something that they're willing to rally behind and support. So all you got to do is show up and make a better argument, you know, like, mm-hmm. as far as right. your campaign goes, you know, you're better because this costs less money, which, which means you're less, you're less likely to succumb to the, the need to ask for money in some other way or, or get compromised and, and be- betray your own right. voters, whatever. I don't know. I'm just spitballing, but I would think that first, like if I was running as an independent and somebody, somebody came to me with this list and, and uh, knowing that all kinds of independents, libertarians and people generally interested in third parties of all kinds were interested in this and potentially supporting me just because I embraced the same mission statement and or platform that is at the top kind of selling the idea uh-huh. of, you know, turning away from the blues and the reds. I, I would be on board right away. I'd, I'd only be looking for how this might not be a good idea. I'd, I'd be sold right away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd be apprehensive because everybody's got an angle. Everybody's got a, you know, a little hidden motivation in the political realm. But right away, I'd be like, oh, this is music to my ears. Because I won't, if I ran as an independent, I wouldn't have money or resources or a team of people helping me. And this would be like a built in kind of thing that would uh, increase immediately increase my legitimacy and credibility and provide me with more exposure and potentially more voters without even having to try you know all i'd have to do is uh send forth to you as one of those third party or independent voters you know my platform what i believe in and make a whatever statement or arguments i wanted to make and then you know i as a candidate i would be confident or should be confident that my arguments are better than the other candidates, you know, mm-hmm. like get, get those candidates to compete with each other. You know, I, you know, like I, I understand how leftists are like apprehensive about this sort of thing because it's like, well, no, we don't want these bad people. Libertarians are evil motherfuckers. We don't want them to fucking get yeah, some I kind of, that's, I, yeah, that's not a, that's not a helpful attitude. Right. Yeah. That's the problem. They don't recognize the power of their own arguments. Like this is ideal for them. You want to get pitted up against right. them in direct debate because then they, then you win and you get more exposure in the process. But they, right. you know, they're loose, they're used to thinking. I think on a defensive kind of with a defensive mentality of some sort that's damaging. 
Well, but as I'm take over your I show. I was thinking either, about so. that too. Yeah, oh, no, I think, and I'm going to let Karen Karen come in. But I was I was thinking about that too. Is how how to, is there's there's um, there's some people in the political world, specifically black people, specifically women, who have had their head on a swivel for so long, and they have had to be on guard so often in political spaces that they forgot that it's true that not everybody is out to get them. Some people really are acting in good faith and just wrongly. And it, it's very difficult, though, if you're on in a constant state of high alert to, to actually relax into what you believe and what is right. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think that I'm explaining it as fully as I'm feeling it, but um, let me let Karen come in. Thank you, Derek. I really appreciate your contributions, and um, we'll be having another one of these, so maybe mission statement would be a good thing. Karen. Yeah, I just want to say to Derek, I 100% am behind. I am 100% behind bringing in more libertarians into whatever cause um, that I join. <laughs> because libertarians do, in many ways, like real libertarians who truly believe in, you know, people should be left alone. You know, people should be able to pursue their own um, needs. Um, the, the real ones are, are right. You know, the only places where I might differ with a, a real libertarian is that I also believe in helping people. But I, it, I think most libertarians probably believe the same way or believe the same thing. They probably believe that you should care for your neighbors. Perhaps they just believe a different that, you know, that instead of the, the state or the government taking care of people, maybe they would want um uh, you know, it to be left in the hands of communities, I suppose. But we should um, ask them, because then... Yeah, I'd love know. to know. <laughs> yeah, but that's, but that's... Otherwise, but I'm... But we don't talk to them, or, or we get, you know, banned, because we're talking to them. And I, is, every time... Yeah. If I'm in a call-in show, and somebody might say, oh, yeah, well, I kind of agree with libertarians, but, oh, don't worry, I know that, you know, I shouldn't agree with them. <laughs> like, I see that on Twitter, or I hear that in call-in shows, but you're right. I think we need to know, like, what are their thoughts about how should people be cared for? Because that's the only area where maybe we differ. Like, right. I think a lot of leftists believe that libertarians are like, every man for himself, and you know, survival of the right. fittest and, you know, screw you, I'm going to go live in the woods. And, you know, we all, have, we all have bad stories. We all have bad stories about the other side that we've, yeah. we've adopted as, as, as real. But um, I, I did that put the, the link. Right. That's I, not I truly what the they link. <laughs> yeah. I did put the link down um, in the, in the chat to the Google doc. So if you wanted to go to that, um, Please let me and please let me know if that link for some reason doesn't work. Um, yeah, I, I Derek, opened it up. Uh, it was working. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Thank you, Karen. Um, did you have something else on your mind? Yeah, no, I just want to say that, Derek, I believe that and he's I think he's going to jump in and maybe answer that question. But um, I think he's exactly right. A real coalition is going to be is going to allow for the voices of libertarians. I've got a libertarian running for governor in my state. 
I, I want to learn more about what he as, is actually for. The only thing I truly know he's for is for the um, uh, legalization of psilocybin. And I saw that he actually got like arrested for protesting for the legaliz legalization of psilocybin for cancer patients. To me, that seems like a, I'm down with that. That sounds mm -hmm. great. You know, my Democratic candidate for governor, I can't imagine her wanting to go get arrested over anything. <laughs> um, so I... She could I, get fake I like arrested. That. Yeah. She could get yeah. fake arrested. <laughs> so I truly, like, I truly am behind that. And I want to learn more about what he cares about. And I want to see him in a debate with my Republican current governor and the Democratic candidate, because I want to hear these ideas. So yeah, Derek's, I want to hear what... Uh, oh, July, I'm in Iowa. Um, yeah, so I'd love to hear what Derek has to say about any of that. Well, uh, there's an army of independent voters that are really, really similar to me in, in their thought process. Um, I, I know that, you know, so. Um, but just speaking about me personally, um, if if I see as an independent, uh, I see an independent candidate um a libertarian candidate and a green party candidate. We'll just stick with that. Um, you know, aside from the blue and red, which I'm not, I'm not going to vote for. I'm done. I mean, unless something dramatic happens, that's over for me. Um, so, uh, okay. At that point I have these options, right? Just because there's an independent candidate does not necessarily mean I'm voting for the independent candidate, but I'm an independent. I'm the largest voting block in America. I'm still open-minded. That's normal for independent voters. They don't think just because an independent is voting, that means they're voting for that independent candidate. If they vote like blindly for an independent candidate, it's because there aren't any other options other than blue and red and they're done too, you know? So, the, the, you know, but they don't feel like they necessarily are even voting for anything that they believe in at that point either. Um, so, what what happens in this sort of basic scenario for me, which I think would be fairly commonplace and should become more common, would be that, okay, I, as an independent voter, personally, I prioritize uh, maintaining and strengthening democracy as a basic concept at all times. Um, and then beyond that, I prioritize in a very real and sincere way um, issues like uh, our civil liberties needing to be protected. Um, our militarized police forces need to become less militarized or not militarized at all. Uh, funding uh, for police officers uh, need, needs to be pushed to the defund or reallocate resources kind of arguments. Uh, the private prison industry needs to be shut down. Um, you know, that probably would take a long time, but I'm, I'm going to be swayed by a candidate that's even mentioning that, uh, we need to stop the perpetual warfare and the nonstop never ending fucking increases to the military budget. Uh, censorship needs to, needs to be, um, confronted. You know, we, we need to, I, freedom of speech matters to independence. You know, I'm one of them. So, so, um, so, Derek, 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 um, when when it comes to the um, um, the question that um, Karen was asking about the social issues thing, 
like helping people, yeah. like um, that kind of thing. Do you, do you have a space there? Well, and Andrew, well, as soon as Derek is done, it's all yours. I don't know if I'm answering the question in in exactly the right way, but I'm trying to answer in a different way that might be better. Um, maybe I'm Go answering a question it. nobody asked. Maybe that's if that's okay. Um, in, in this scenario, I'm looking at all of these, and and aside from the issues I already brought up that should be that are prioritized by me and millions of other independents and 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 you know a wide variety of independence that I don't necessarily agree with on other things. Um, aside from those issues being relevant to me and independence, those issues should be prioritized uh, with uh, Green Party candidates. They should be prioritized with Green Party voters. They should be prioritized by libertarians and libertarian voters. Uh, so at that point, I'm going to, as an independent, look at these candidates and I'm going to decide, first of all, whether or not these candidates are serious about those specific issues. You know what I'm saying? That matters. I do. I That's do. what I prioritize. What system of, of uh, you know, uh, what financial system we have at any given moment doesn't matter compared to censorship, doesn't matter compared to the First Amendment or perpetual warfare or, or you, you know, our schools, all kinds of different issues, you know. I mean, the gotcha. curriculum in our school would be a huge thing for me. Um, but anyway, so, so what I'm saying is, as an independent voter, if I see a bunch of candidates and I have this store, and this sort of mission statement that I believe in, this platform that that candidate believes in, if I know all of these candidates as options support that, that's a, not only that platform or mission statement, but also... Um, claim to at least prioritize those, those issues, then it becomes, if I, assuming I believe that all of them were sincere in, and they were on the same page with those issues that I prioritize, which they all claim to prioritize. I mean, there might be some deviation with independence just because it's kind of a loose cannon thing, but I, then it becomes, okay, well, assuming I'm, I'm convinced that they're on board with all the things I prioritize most, then it becomes this very debatable realm, uh, you know, politically for trying to get my vote, which is really healthy. You know, you already have mutual respect and that only you, you get what needs to be prioritized kind of out of the way, you know, in yeah. a way, but it strengthens it at the same time. Like we don't need to spend much time on this because we are on board. Now let's talk right. about what we need to do you know, in deeper terms, in more specific terms, without personality or, or arrogance right. or or whatever getting in the way or, you know, the, the political gimmicks and the stupid slanderous campaign ads and all that shit. Um, yeah. I want to let Andrew get in here before he, yeah, before uh, before it gets too far past where he called in because I want him to give a chance to respond. Andrew, can you unmute yourself and let us know what's on your mind? Hey. Uh, first, Amanda, would you catch me up to speed really quick? I mean, are we talking about, I mean, I, I get, I, I get the tangent of what Derek is talking about here, but in the general talk, uh, we're talking about parties again. Um, we're talking about how do, how do we empower individual American human beings in a way that, that the parties used to do 
by kind of um, creating a, 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 some kind of union or an alliance or coalition that allows for... Um, so one of the models that already exists in my brain is like Sierra Club. Sierra Club will review all candidates in a race, and I had to fill out like a 10-page form to, to, get a, to get an endorsement from Sierra Club. They're specifically environmental, but I'm talking about having something that is nonpartisan, that's a place League of Women Voters does used to do some of this stuff, provide debates and uh, you know moderators for debates and that kind of thing. To, it's kind of like so you make it easier to be a better, more well-informed citizen, especially around electoral politics and not the Democrats or Republicans because they just seem to want to get into power to keep their power and not to use their power for us. And this is all at the very, very early forming stages and I'm going to continue to be having conversations. The next one will be Monday about how do we, how do, what does that end up looking like and what does it look like if this is in place that we're trying to accomplish? Yeah, I think so, so kind of what, what, you know, all these different issues that, that Derek was mentioning, I mean, some of them are really high priority for a lot of voters. I would say, um, like real economic, uh, proposals would be a big one for me, but yeah, I mean, if there was, if there was kind of a, like a mass generated, like, um, like your titled crowdsourced, uh, platform mm -hmm. that was like a wiki was, mm, kind of, but like, I'm talking about like an actual political platform and then any independent candidate could just run with that platform. Um, I think, I guess I would hope that there's enough people in the U S who would vote based on issues instead of like abstract rhetoric and nonsense or like just one issue like they would take the whole platform and say okay i agree with 78 percent of this stuff so i'm going to vote for this person right. Uh, right and then and then i would also hope that like there's enough people who could run as an independent candidate who like the platform i would i mean i would assume that over the course of several months we could make something like this and and because it's not a party, it's like an independent platform. People can take it up and run with it where they want. That gets around some of the um, the restrictions that the electoral system has for like running campaigns in multiple states from one party is different than running campaigns in one state as a party. Right. Uh, so these are all interesting things, but I guess like There's, I think, I think the, um, I'll bring up that website again, bribestop.us. Um, they have this package of legislation that they've already written that they want to pass via ballot initiative in every state that has ballot initiatives. And that's 23 out of 50. Um, I think if we started to do something like that, but for electoral reform, that would be really interesting because we could pass ballot initiatives that make the electoral commission completely nonpartisan. Uh, we could be passing the bribe stop legislation so that, um, you know, a wide variety of conflicts of interest, financial and material 
become criminalized for for politicians to vote on <clears throat> we could be doing um, um you know, Andrew, uh, a bribe yeah. stop is that is there a website yeah it's bribestop.us dot us okay i was talking Thank with you. this I'm, about sure what were you saying i just wanted i just wanted to get i just wanted to put add it to my list of of um organizations that i'm yeah. building and, well, you and know, like, the other thing that oh, i wanted ahead. to mention is is i as is i'm trying to keep these to to an hour or so and we're already over an hour but i really want to hear what you have to say and i want to make sure that to, that you know we're going to con- be continuing this conversation i want to keep it in small chunks for people to be able to listen back to yeah sure. committing themselves to five hours you know what i'm saying yeah and karen i see you and so if you wouldn't mind kind of because you've got a lot of good ideas i don't want to cut you off but again yeah I'm i can wrap to keep up. this and, and then i'm going to let karen um have a final word and then we'll we'll wrap until monday go ahead well i guess my overall point is is you said how do we get to a point where and you said back to a point but i i'm not really sure there has been a point in the u.s where the parties are are really serving the vast majority of people's interests um so I guess let's just imagine what needs to be there. I'll concede parties. that point. I'll concede that point. It's a little unnecessary to even argue the point, but I guess like um, I think it's worthwhile um, pointing that out because we could go back to like, for instance, a lot of the strategies of the New Deal coalition. And really what the New Deal coalition was, was a whole bunch of different unions and social organizations that have been fighting for decades before Roosevelt was ever president, even before Teddy Roosevelt was president, there were these same um, populist and and labor union movements. And they exerted a lot of pressure on the government so that the government had to make concessions. And that's how we got social democracy. They, they, it was, it was a compromised position. Um, But that fell apart. Uh, It fell apart for a number of reasons. I think some of the reasons are people didn't understand the the lengths to which the state was going after these people and and trying to actively pick apart this this broad coalition and also because there was no new party to take it up like there is nothing there's there's nothing as strong as the new deal coalition in mexico but morena still was able to um, overcome an extreme amount of corruption in the electoral system and win and start doing shit. Um, they're not accomplishing everything. Like for instance, their, their broader energy reform bill didn't pass, but they've passed parts of it. They've, they've done large infrastructure projects to build hospitals and trains and shit. So they're, they're making a real difference. So like I see, uh, I also see like in, in Ecuador, like the way they're organizing their protests and their communities, um, especially in the indigenous communities, they're using, um, a form of direct democracy with three basic committees within each of the assemblies to focus on, I think it's like security, um, health and something else. There's three, it doesn't really matter, but they have three basic focuses of these different committees and they've accomplished a lot. They've put a huge amount of pressure on the government in Ecuador, which is a really, you know, terrible, terrible, extreme right wing um, oligarchic government that's in power right now, they've put enough pressure on them to win 10 extremely, um, impactful demands and they'll probably win 
the the presidency and and other offices in the next elections. So I'm I guess I'm just saying like we could be doing this independent strategy and just running candidates, or we could be focusing on uh, union work and growing social movements and unions. But I guess if we're not really careful about putting these things together and then actually ridding ourselves of the Democrats and Republicans entirely, um, I don't think it's going to accomplish what we need. And I think making any more compromise middle of the, of the crowd kind of deals with the Democrats and Republicans. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't really sufficient during the thirties and forties, but it was decent. And I think now it would be so much, it would be so much worse. We kind of neutered um, to the point where it's not worth doing. So I guess if we focus on some things we can do state by state to open up the, the lanes for a party uh, or parties. And mm-hmm. then anyways, I'll, I'll shut up for now. I want to leave room for Karen, but the next, next time I do want to talk again about like this whole conversation around green party and libertarian party. Cause there's, I think there's more I want to explore there, but I'll save it for now. I, I, I appreciate that, Andrew. And I, I very much want to have further conversation. I, I, um, if I if I knew I could download it and chapter it, I would I would just keep the room going. Here's what I want to do though: Are you available on Monday afternoon ish, or is yeah, I should be okay. So I'll I'll, I'll put it in, and when I schedule it, I'll, I'm going to schedule it for the time that I usually have it at, and I'll make sure you get an invitation because I want to make sure that you are part of the conversation and Derek you'll get one also Karen of course please let's uh, have hear from you yeah I just wanted to wrap it up with first of all Andrew that whole discussion of crowdsourcing like policies or platforms I love that idea I think we talked about that once Amanda I think on, on the Unbides show maybe we talked yeah. about policies and platforms I, I freaking love that idea I don't think it would be that hard for anybody who gets to be part of whatever group you organize to have a one vote, you know, or a one person, one vote voice in creating platforms and policies, like things that are outside of the box of what normally red and blue people think about as problem, uh, as solutions to problems. Like there are so many other problems they never even debate, like not having enough, for example, obstetricians in my state. We don't have right. enough. <laughs> like, I had to like, I had to drive 30 miles to give birth, you know, like in my state, you know, that's a problem. And that's something I don't ever hear Democrats or Republicans like talking about. And everybody else has their own unique problems. Let's crowdsource these solutions. I love it. Um, I looked at Bride Spot really fast or, or that I think that's what he said it was called. Um, and, you know, one thing to think about since not all states allow ballot initiatives, maybe one good push would be to work towards states like mine that don't allow them because we don't actually have direct democracy in my state. I think mm. ballot initiatives, I think, have to be um, introduced by an elected official, which really sucks. Um, so that would be like a really good universal thing to try to focus on. And then final thought is that um, whatever you end up doing, um, I just just want to remind people that the best way to accomplish things is to have like boots on the ground, people actually like knocking on doors and talking to human beings. And so I just wanted to like remind people of that, like 
that and whatever yeah, we end up doing as an organization because this is not a you this is not yes. a me this is a we yes because yes. i think that that's and i really want to call people in even people that sometimes i don't agree with or people that make me mad because you know you don't get to pick your family you don't get to pick the people that you're in a country with and sharing that country with just to ride out i'm gonna play democracy by leonard cohen again because it's just a spectacular tune thank you everybody for coming today and we will be back here on monday afternoon thank you andrew derek karen vlad martin thank you for showing up back at you see you all on monday